Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for subscribing to the program wherever you're watching it or wherever you're listening to it. We are on all of the major podcast platforms in the United States, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please look us up and subscribe to the audio portion. And if you want to see the grandeur, the absolute beauty, majesty, and sheer charisma of the program, please make sure that you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. You can find us there, uh, Doug Billings, The Right Side, so forth. Just search for us, you'll find us. And on Facebook, at The Right Side with Doug Billings. Twitter, Parlor, uh, Cloud Hub, and a little old MeWe, at Doug Billings. All right, so today, um, not one... Not one member of the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party has come out and voiced support of the recent assassination of the nuclear scientist, uh, the top nuclear scientist in Iran. Iran or Iran? Iran, Iran. Cue up the Flock of Seagulls song from 1980 from Iran. The, the nuclear scientist who was in charge of bringing nuclear warheads to intercontinental missiles has been assassinated. Most people think it was done by Israel, but I'm not saying a thing. I've got Jared Kushner locked up in the closet. He's not saying anything either. No, but really, um, not one member, not one member of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has come out in support of this. Uh, in fact... Several members of the party's leadership and membership, including self-avowed communist John Brennan, John Comrade Brennan, raged against all of this, raged against this killing, siding with the terrorist nation Iran. Several members of the United States Senate, House of Representatives, who happen to also belong to the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party, condemned the assassination. Now, this is the kind of upside-down world in which we live today, ladies and gentlemen, taking the side of terrorism versus securing the security of the United States, and in fact, securing the security of the world, for that matter, against an avowed state sponsor of terrorism. Now, most of the anger infused, I think, in all of this, in most of us out there, or at least in some of us, I shouldn't say all of us, I think most of the anger, most of the panic was based around this false narrative. Well, you know what that does, don't you? This whole assassination, what it does is it it sets up for us a... Um, a, a of, of, I, I guess I would call it a a burdensome transition of power, right? That's what the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party members were saying, because they think, quote unquote, President-elect Biden uh, is going to have a rough time of it now because as he ascends into the presidency, in their words, not mine, he will have this terrible time a terrible time, and he's going to face retaliation, or at least we may, or other countries might, and it's going to just present difficulties, and we're going to have to try to reestablish dialogue with Iran. And, you know, so really, Joe, and really, you wimpy members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party, 
So to establish a dialogue or a diplomatic relationship with Iran without first securing verifiable anti-nuclear weapon protocols is something we should never do. Biden's approach to a globalist strategy with, with, with regards to foreign policy is exactly it's exactly what led to the 9-11 attacks on the United States. This was the fault of Obama back in the day and George W. Bush. The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party and rhinos, Republicans in name only, all of these groups are chomping at the bit to get Biden into the Oval Office so that once again, globalism can be pursued. It'll be an administration of worldwide apologies for the quote-unquote America First doctrine that Trump put in place, and rightly so, and we're once again going to be paying for and providing for the safety of all of the nations of NATO and allowing the United Nations to trample on America and to absolutely rape us with their abuse of our power and our protection and our prosperity. They're going to hold it all against us, and Biden is going to capitulate to all of that. This, of course, is only assuming that Biden doesn't have a stroke before January 20th when it's determined that President Trump has, in fact, won the election. This is why, also, among other reasons, that the elections are so important to us, so important to get right. Now, I know we're all focused on the presidential election, but we can't now also take our eyes off of the ball that's going on down in Georgia with regards to the Senate elections. What we need is verifiable and legal votes, legal elections, and we have a right to it. We need to stamp out the illegal vote. The liberal mantra is free stuff. We're going to give you free stuff. And that's how they've lured people in. Especially, you know, it especially sounds good to those who have lost their dignity. People who feel hopeless and who don't have a work ethic. In the vast majority of cases, this loss of dignity, hope, and work ethic, at least in my opinion, it's not entirely the fault of the, of the people who are in those predicaments, people who have lost hope, who who don't feel any sense or have a sense of dignity, it's not necessarily their fault that they feel that way. It's most of the time the fault of the political party and ideology, ideology that's whose whole purpose is to enslave people to free stuff. You see, the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party's goal, in part with regards to all of this, is to keep you suckling at the teat of entitlements, and thereby, ladies and gentlemen, keeping you enslaved, keeping the weak-minded and the intellectually immature enslaved to free stuff. Now, The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party will say, nothing is your fault. Don't worry, comrade. We'll take care of you. Your unemployment is not your fault. Your laziness is not your fault. Your college debt 
is not your fault. Your refusal to assimilate into our culture or to get here legally is not your fault. Your poor health is not your fault. Your lack of health insurance is not your fault. Your unwanted pregnancy is not your fault. And they promise you the moon and beyond. We will pay you a guaranteed wage, they say. We'll pay your student debt. We'll allow you to vote even if you're not a citizen. Come on board. We'll take care of your health. Wearing a mask and vaccines are now mandatory, and if you want to travel freely in the United States, don't worry, we're going to take care of you. All you have to do is get this shot in your arm. Oh, and by the way, don't worry about that human being inside of you. We'll abort your baby at any time during its life, either in the womb or out of the womb, because you know, after all, That baby is not your fault. And we're going to give you free stuff. Maybe even a free abortion. If you would just vote for us. And that's what they say. The new Democratic Socialist Communist Party has completely bastardized John F. Kennedy's Democratic Party. And especially his quote, remember, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? Well, the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has changed all of that. They've changed it into, ask not how you will provide for your country, but what your country will provide for you. All right. Okay, but what about all the hopeful news? You that tune in and you who have subscribed and you know that you've watched, you who have watched this show... You know that I'm usually one who has hope and reassurance to offer you. So you want some hope? Do you want some reassurance? Well, here it comes. So let's look to California. And I know that California might not be the first state that automatically comes to mind when Republicans and conservatives are asked to see hope and to realize hope, but that's exactly where hope resides today. And it's a mirror and a reflection about what's going on across the country. Now, look, before I tell you this next bit of good news, I I want to take a few minutes to remind you that on Election Day Eve, I predicted that California would go red for President Trump. And obviously it didn't, at least according to what we see in the news. Now, in my own defense, I'll point out that All of the kookiness going on in California at the hands of Governor Newsom, Gavin Socialist Kook Newsom. Um, Let me remind you that outside all of his BS and outside of Los Angeles, Hollywood, which I kind of cluster into one group, Los Angeles, Hollywood, and outside of San Francisco, California is a vastly red state. Lots of Republican counties, lots in California. Had my friend Chad Prather on the program a few months ago, and he said he when he tours California, all sorts of conservatives come out, and he's got some of the best support he's ever seen in California. 
So Governor Newsom, who much like Governor Cuomo in New York, who is driving the New York economy into the dirt, Governor Cuomo or uh, Newsom in California is driving the California economy and people's very lives into the dirt out in California. And I still think California went red on election night. But the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party cheating machine snatched away or attempted to snatch that state away from us as well as they did in Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, etc. But here's the good news. In California, this is just one piece of it. There's lots of red waves that have gone on down ballot from the presidential election. There's a Republican representative in Congress by the name of Mike Garcia, or at least he will be in Congress now that he's now that he's held on to control of the 25th district in California. They um, he met in a rematch against the Democratic State Assemblywoman, whose name is Christy Smith. Now everybody thought Christy was going to run away with this thing. Of course, it's California. It's a deep blue state, right? Right. Well, the Associated Press called the race several weeks later, and today, with 87% of the precincts reporting in, the candidates were separated by just 333 votes, 333 votes in favor of the Republican. And Christy Smith, the Democrat, has conceded. So there is a little dose of, of good news. I I think that we need to hold on to the good news. We need to remember that um, even if even if Joe Biden steals the White House, look at the down ballot situation. All of these races were much better for Republicans. In fact, if you look at the GOP victories in the state level elections. Um, you, it, it would pay dividends down the line, down, down, thank, thanks to their influence over next year's redistricting processes. Now, the redistricting, um, and I know what you're thinking when I, when I said, how could Biden win if absolutely no down ballot Democrats won? That's a question for the ages, isn't it? Because that's what we're thinking about with regards to voter fraud this year. Biden got all these supposedly millions upon millions of votes when almost no down-ballot Democrats got any votes. But that's a tangent and a rabbit hole that we can go down another time. But back to the good news. Every 10 years after the census is taken, congressional and state legislatures uh, get to decide to redraw uh, and account for population growth in their areas. This gives who's ever drawing the maps the power to maximize the number of districts that favor their party. It's all called gerrymandering, right? And uh you if you're from Raytown, Missouri, gerrymandering means simply you're redrawing the electoral map, okay? And since the Republicans have won now, we get to redraw the maps, which is going to serve us well for the next decade because we'll get to redraw the maps in our favor with regard to um, to the electoral districts within each state. So this is good news. This is really good news. And I'm not at all saying that we should forget about still holding the line for President Trump. Not at all. We will hold the line. 
But in a day when I'm asked continually to give me some good news, I'm trying to give you some good news. So the 2020 election represented the last chance for voters to weigh in on who could draw those electoral maps. Both parties went into the election with a chance to draw more congressional districts than the other. But in the end, the result was just about the best case scenario for the Republican Party. We are set to control. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listen, that we are set to redistrict 188 congressional seats. That's 43% of the entire House of Representatives. And juxtapose that against what the Democrats are going to get. They will control redistrict, redistricting of or gerrymandering of at most 73 seats. And that's just 17%. So there's good news out there with regards to gerrymandering. And we need to hold on to that hope. Republicans will get to redistrict more seats, up to 43, perhaps 45% of the entire congressional map. That's huge. Absolutely huge. So don't let that fact be lost in all of the hubbub going on right now about the presidential election. So there's your daily dose of hope. I want you to add that to the pack of blessings that you have on your back and every day take inventory of those blessings. I think that you need to purposefully set time every day to give thanks to God for the blessings that you have and this country has, our republic has. When you pray every day, I hope you do in the morning and the evening, say a prayer to God. Thank him for his divine providence that inspired the founding fathers to leave us the electoral college and a voting system that allows fairness across the board and squelches the idea and the nonsense of building our government upon a popular vote, which doesn't make sense. So hopefully this hope will resound within you. And we will continue to strive forward to hold the line. We are going to watch with uh, every bit of anticipation as Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and the president's legal team fight on his behalf. And then also the Sidney Powell team fighting on our behalf with regards to the Dominion voting systems and the things that went wrong with regards to that whole debacle. Be hopeful. Be confident in the hand of God and his divine providence within all of this. Look to the good of all of the congressional seats the Republican Party has won and focus on rooting out the rhinos and the members of the deep state who do reside within our Republican Party. So may God continue to bless you, ladies and gentlemen. May he continue to bless the United States of America and he may, may he continue to bless, guide, and protect President Trump. And we will see him in this process through to another four years. We'll meet again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. If you know people who want to sponsor messages like this one and keep the conservative message going forward, we're happy to be named one of the top new conservative radio and podcast programs in the United States. We're very grateful and humbled about that. We need sponsors, though, to help promote and sustain the message. Please reach out to us in any way if you're able to help sponsor the program. May God bless you. May God bless your families. We'll meet again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers. (laughs) 